This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today, we continue with a series based on the 23rd Psalm called Living in the Goodness of God. In these lessons, you'll discover that God is good all the time, even in life's most difficult circumstances. And you'll experience the hope and favor that spring from God's divine goodness. Before we get started, we want to let you know that very generous friends of the ministry are offering a $100,000 matching grant. That means that every dollar you give right now to help Daily Hope share the hope of Jesus around the world will be matched up to $100,000, making your gift go twice as far. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part two of a message called, Is God Really Good All the Time? How does God grow faith and trust in your life? The exact same way a child learns to trust a parent. It's the exact same process. There's a very famous circle called the circle of security on how children learn to trust their parents. You had to go through this circle thousands and probably tens of thousands of times growing up. Let me show you two. Here on the screen, the circle of security, this is how parents teach their children to trust them. First is the child recognizes an unmet need. I'm at the bottom of the stairs, I gotta get to the top, I can't get there, I need help. So the child, step one, recognizes an unmet need. Step two is the child expresses that need, usually by crying or yelling, (laughs) because they don't have words yet, but they let you know that my, my diaper is soiled, or I'm hungry, or I'm bored in the crib and I can't get out, and, and they let you know they have a need, and step two, they express a need. Step three is the parent meets that need. They pull you out of the crib, they change your diaper, they feed you, they soothe you, they do whatever you need because your need is not being met and the the parent meets the need. And the result of the parent meeting the need is number four, is that the child learns to trust the parent. Now that circle right there, you personally went through that circle maybe 100,000 times growing up. And you figured out, when I cry, I get mom's attention or dad's attention. When I complain about a need, it gets met. And every time that need was met in your life, you learned to trust your mom or your dad or whoever more. Now that cycle is the exact same way God teaches you to trust him. You have an unmet need in your life. You express that unmet need to God. God meets that need and you learn to trust him more. And you do it again and again and again. If you're not expressing your needs to God, you're not growing in trust because that's the only way you learn. The reason I can trust God the way I do today is because he's met millions of needs in my life when I've asked. And I know he's reliable, he can be counted on. And so if you're not praying prayers of request, this is why God says I want you to ask, because he knows it's the way you learn to trust him. It's the exact same way God teaches you. So if you're not asking God to meet your needs through prayer, you're not growing, and you're not learning to trust him. So how long has it been since you said something like this to God? Uh, God, I know you're a good God. God, I know you want to meet my needs. You've told me over and over to meet my needs. Uh, Well, here's one. And you tell him about 
your upset stomach or anything. There's nothing too big or too small. It's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about, and worry won't solve it, but prayer will. And you ask God, and then you wait patiently for God's timing to deliver it. God rarely gives you the answer immediately, rarely, because he wants to test your faith. God is not a vending machine where you put in a prayer, you pull the plug, and you instantly get it. If God gave you everything instantly, you'd be incredibly self-centered, incredibly selfish. And so God wants to give it to you, but he's going to wait a while uh, while you are learning to grow, you're learning to trust him. You see, every child has to learn the difference between no and not yet. They're not the same thing. Immaturity means when I tell you, can we go to Disneyland? Yes, but not yet. And you get mad. It didn't mean no. A delay is not a denial. That's maturity. When you understand the difference between a delay and a denial. And so God won't always give it to you immediately. He wants you, wants you to wait. Now here's what Jesus said, Luke chapter 11. If you, as imperfect parents, know how to give good gifts, there's that word good again, the goodness of God. If you as imperfect parents know how to give good gifts to your own children, how much more will your heavenly father, who by the way is perfect, will give good gifts to those who asked him? You have not because you ask not. I'm embarrassed to tell you this story, but I'm gonna tell it to you anyway because it makes a good point. That even pastors often forget the goodness of God and don't ask. A week ago on a Friday, I lost my uh, cell phone. Now, that's extremely important to me because I get hundreds of emails a day and, uh, and also text messages. And every day that I don't have it, those things are piling up and go, hey, Rick must not care about me. And, you know, they're thinking all kinds of bad thoughts. And, and so uh, when I lost it, that was the day that I came down with kind of a stomach flu, which is why uh, Pastor Tom spoke last weekend uh, for me. By the way, didn't he do an incredible job? Man, thank you, Tom. That was a great message. I, I was sitting at home in bed taking notes and thinking, now three years from today, I'm gonna preach that and they'll think I taught it. So, uh, it was a great message. Um, and I, I, so I was sick, so I didn't look for it. Saturday or Sunday. On Monday, I was feeling a little bit better, so I got up, I tore the house apart. I mean, I literally spent hours pulling up every cushion on sofas and looking behind this and that. And I literally spent several hours trying to find my phone. Could not find it. So I go out to my car, I tear my car apart. I mean, it's like I got a magnifying glass. Looking for it, cannot find my phone. The next day, um, I was feeling a little bit better. I went into the office and I looked all, tore the office apart, looking for it everywhere. I had staff members looking for my phone, trying to find it. Uh, on Wednesday, I went and I tore it all up again, went through the house. I thought, maybe I just missed it. And so I did it again uh, in my house, in my car, and my office, and I could not find it. So on Thursday, I go, I, I can't go without a phone. And I've got all these messages coming in. So my son Josh loaned me uh, a phone he didn't, wasn't using, and I went and I got it turned on so I could at least you know, communicate to people. Did that in the evening, about 8 p.m. that evening. Well, Kay was gone uh, all this last week. She was speaking in Washington, D.C. 
And she spoke to uh, a congressional committee on mental health, and she spoke to the presidents of all the Christian universities and their wives, and she had a number of speaking engagements in D.C., so she was gone for five days. When Kay's not home, I stay up all night, and I just study. And so every night I was going, getting by on like two hours of sleep, and uh, Thursday night, uh, about four o'clock in the morning, um, I had gone down to get something to eat, and I was going back up to study some more, and as I'm walking back up the stairs, and I was thinking about this message, about the goodness of God, and how God says, the way I prove my goodness is for you to ask. And all of a sudden, the Lord just said to me, Rick, have you considered asking me where the phone is? <laughs> I'm going, oh, no. I had not even prayed about this thing. I hadn't even prayed about it. So I said, God, I'm so sorry. You're, you are a good God, and I, I need to repent. And you know, God, I know you're a good God, so show me where that phone is. <laughs> now, I said, now, Lord, I'm going to get ready to go to bed here in about you know, 15 minutes, and if you want to reveal it to me in a dream, then I'll wake up and I'll know where it is. You know, oftentimes, you know, we don't want to just ask God. We want to give him the way to get, deliver it. I go, God says, look, Rick, you don't have to tell me how to deliver it. I'll, I'll figure this out. Uh, you, you don't need to recommend, you know, where. Uh, just, just trust me. So I said, Lord, uh, this is not a big deal in this grand scope of things. It's just a phone. But you're a good God. <laughs> and you, this is something that means a lot to me. And so I'm asking you, because you're a good God, to show me where that phone is, because I can't find it. And uh, I said, now, Lord, you know me. Uh, it's not gonna shake my, shake my faith if you don't answer this. Some prayers get answered, some the way we want, some of them don't. Now, I don't know why, when we get to heaven, we'll understand that all. I just know God has said to ask. So I said, Lord, if you choose not to reveal this to me, that, that, you know, that's not gonna shake my faith one bit. Yeah, I know you're a good God, but because you're a good God, <laughs> I really would like to know where that is. So I went upstairs and I saw some dirty dishes in my study and I thought, I should take those down and wash them, get it all cleaned up before Kay gets back. And as I was walking back down, all of a sudden, I got a inkling to play the piano at four o'clock in the morning. And I thought, you know, I like to sit down and just play the piano. It relaxed me a little bit. So Kay has this beautiful piano and I sat down, I started playing, I started playing a little tune there, and I go, hey, that's pretty good. Uh, I, I, I should record that and give it to John and Stephanie and our worship team, because maybe they could put some words to it. And uh, so I often will get a phone, and then I'll turn the recorder on and record that little thing, and then send it to them. But my, the phone that Josh had loaned me is upstairs, so I was getting ready to get up and go upstairs, and as I got up, I looked over, and right next to the metronome on the piano, on that black piano, was a black phone. Now this is less than five minutes after I'd prayed that prayer. Five minutes. Not, not five minutes has happened. I started laughing and crying at the same time. You are too good, man. You, you, you are. And I'm laughing and I'm, I'm crying and I'm going, God, you just show me your goodness one more time. God did in five minutes what I couldn't do in five days. You have not because you ask not. And the reason you're not asking is you don't really think God's that good. 
You don't think he's interested in the details of your life, but the Bible says he has every hair on your head numbered and he knows how many fell out in the sink this morning. (laughs) God knows the details of your life better than you do. Did God know where my phone was? Yes. Who put it in my mind to go over and sit down and play the piano? God did. God did. And so we miss out on so much. Now, you say, well, I don't really want to bother God. You're not bothering God. He's the one who set this thing up. He knows you're going to trust him more when you ask, he meets the need, and then you trust him more. Here's what the Bible says, Hebrews chapter 4. Let us come boldly to the throne of our good and gracious God. Boldly. God is good, God is gracious, so we can come boldly. Then we will receive his mercy and will find the grace to help us when we need it. Now, what's God's motivation in answering your prayers? Well, David tells us the next verse, Psalm 66. Answer me, O Lord, out of the goodness of your love. Everything God does for you, through you, to you, and in you, he does because he is a good God. God's goodness to you, listen, is not based on your goodness. It's based on his goodness. God's goodness to you isn't based on how good you are. God is good to bad people. They get to breathe the same air we do. They get to live. They, uh, they get to ignore God, but he's still good to them. God's goodness isn't based on your goodness. They think, well, i got to be better. Then God would answer my prayer. No, God's goodness is based on his goodness. Now, there's a third negative consequence that happens when you forget how good God really is, and it's this. I stop trusting God in difficult times. You see, if you were more aware of how good God really is, this would be automatic to you. Every time you had a need, you'd automatically talk to God about it. It'd be natural. You wouldn't try to solve it yourself first. You'd go to God first. You'd ask God first, God, I need some help here. I need a job. Uh, I need this. I need that. Whatever it is. And you'd just go to God instantly. It'd be your first choice, not your last result. Resort. Look at these verses. Psalm 16, 1 and 2. Protect me, God, because I trust in you. You are my Lord, and every good thing I have comes from you. Don't ever forget that. Romans 5, verse 8, Paul says, you know, we can have joy even in our troubles. Even when things are going wrong, we can have joy in our troubles. Why? Because we know that these troubles are good for us, producing patience and character and hope. Even in the bad times, God is good. Even in the bad times, God has a good purpose, has a good plan, has a good reason. And so even in the difficult times, I go, God, you're a good God because I know you're gonna use this to produce character and patience and hope in my life. And in Romans 8, 28, and we know that in everything, not some things, not not, a, not the good things. We know that in everything, God works for the good. Circle that. For the good. Not for the bad. For the good of those who love him and are called according to his good purpose. So even when times are tough, I know God's good. And I know he has a good purpose, a good plan, and he's working it all out for good. Not everything that happens in your life is good. There's a lot of bad. But God can take even the bad and bring good out of it. And that builds trust in Him. Thank you so much for listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We've got some incredible news to share with you. 
Very generous friends have given a $100,000 matching grant to this ministry. That means all this month, every dollar you give to help Daily Hope share the transforming love of Jesus with people around the world will be matched up to $100,000. So $50 becomes $100, $500 becomes $1,000, and so on. Whatever you give today will be doubled by the matching grant up to $100,000. But only till midnight December 31st, anything not matched will be lost. So please give your best gift today. You can give right now by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. We'll say thanks by sending you the brand new Daily Hope Prayer Journal. Again, that's PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thank you so much for your support. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. Today I want to share with you a note that I recently received from Miriam, a former Muslim who came to faith in Jesus after listening to Daily Hope. Now, we're not using Miriam's real name on the air because she lives in a country that's actually closed to Christianity, but here's what she wrote. Good morning, Pastor Rick. I was born and raised in a Muslim family, and I've been brought up believing and practicing in the Islamic faith. I want to tell you my journey to accepting Christ and how listening to Daily Hope has affected my life. Last September, I met a new friend. Our friendship grew quickly and surprisingly, and I would always feel safe and secure and peaceful around him, and he would always challenge me with some questions about my faith that I couldn't answer. I was going through some rough times in life, and for the very first time in my life, my new friend prayed for me. After he prayed, tears streamed into my eyes, causing me to see a very bright light, even though my eyes were closed. I started having doubts about my Islamic faith and doing my own research with his help. He asked me to listen to Daily Hope. And it was so meaningful to me that I decided to describe on my own. Ever since then, I have not missed a single broadcast of Daily Hope. Pastor Rick, I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to know Christ better on a daily basis through your broadcast. I now know what love is, that it brings people closer and connects us to Jesus. And I'm truly honored and thankful to my new friend for bringing the light into my life and the Holy Spirit. And I'm proud to say that I devote my life now to Jesus Christ in his holy name and in his spirit. And I'm going to continue to enjoy and be moved by your daily inspiration through the Daily Hope broadcast. Pastor Rick, my family doesn't know about any of this, which truly scares me at times. But one day, I hope Christ will give me the strength and the courage to confess my faith to them and encourage them to accept the truth too. Thank you for your time, Pastor Rick, and for helping me become a better Christian every single day. Best regards, Miriam. You know, wow, Miriam, I'm so encouraged to know that you have become a follower of Jesus Christ. That makes you my sister in the Lord. And I want to thank you so much for writing to me and sharing your story. I'm so encouraged by your note, and thank you for letting me share it with literally millions of other people around the world. Helping people find a relationship with Jesus is what keeps me going. It's why we do this broadcast, Daily Hope. And let me say to those of you who are listening right now, did you notice that a new friend of Miriam's listened to her and prayed for her and then shared the Daily Hope broadcast with her? Have you done that with anybody? 
Have you have you shared this broadcast with anybody who's not a believer? I want to encourage each of you to notice the people that God places in your life and take some time to learn their story, and then don't be afraid to pray with them. And then share this Daily Hope broadcast with them and encourage them to listen to it. You could end up making a friend for eternity. And if this broadcast has helped you grow closer to the Lord, would you let me know about it? Write to me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story so that I could share some of these stories online with other people who are partners with us in taking the good news of hope to everybody. Remember, all this month, every dollar you give to help Daily Hope share the transforming love of Jesus with people around the world will be matched up to $100,000. You can give right now by going to pastorrick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. We'll say thanks by sending you the brand new Daily Hope Prayer Journal. Again, that's PastorRick.com, or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thank you so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our Daily Hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.